What is up, guys? Welcome to episode two of the Hangout Podcast. We are here to hang out with you and talk about all sorts of topics that challenge you and your face. Um, how are you doing today, Steve? Doing fantastic. Awesome. You ready to get into some hot takes? Absolutely. All right. If you didn't watch episode one, go back. Uh, let us know some of your opinions on those hot takes. But we have some new ones for you today. First one being this. When is the right time to start playing Christmas music? Uh, the right time to start playing Christmas music. I don't have a hard line for this. Like, absolutely after Thanksgiving. Why not? But even the week of Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving is like a, a prelude to Christmas. So um, I think that you can play it before Thanksgiving if you want to. I think you have the freedom to start playing it in September if you really want to. You don't have to, though. That is kind of early. Well, it's early, that's but that's where it's like, like, I haven't listened to any Christmas music this year, but I think the people that say you have to wait until after Thanksgiving, that's ridiculous because then you only get like three weeks of joy and cheerfulness. Yeah. Yeah. I Like Thanksgiving is included in the holidays. What are you doing for the holidays? You always answer Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's good. What is not acceptable is July. Okay. okay. Here's the thing. Yeah. Sometimes I get random urges in July to listen to Christmas music. And there's nothing wrong with that. My oldest daughter, Regan, had been singing like in July and August, like Christmas music. And I'm like, stop it. What are you doing? I think it's acceptable. Sing it when you want to sing it, you know? All right. Let's see here. Chat GPT is awesome. Yay or nay? Yes or no? I mean, okay. I don't really think I have a full fleshed out opinion, but I think that it's overrated. Like, I think all the hype around it, it's just like, it's just another thing that I have to learn to use. And I'd rather just write my own papers, you know? Why? Why waste the time, though? That's For those of you who don't know, chat GPT, GPT is, I got to get the right uh, yeah. letters in there. Otherwise, they will erase me. Um, it's It's AI. Right? Yeah. You've, you probably use it more than I have, I think. No. Like in college, you haven't used it? I haven't used it at all. Okay, it's you just said that they've though. encouraged you, right? They have been encouraging us to use it to write papers and stuff, which is interesting. I just, I don't really want to take the time enough to learn how to use it. So, you know, like it could be cool, but I don't really know because I haven't mm -hmm. tried. I think you can type in like, show me easily how to use this. And it shows you <laughs> it's intelligent in that way. Uh, so, all right, there you go, chat. Robots are taking over the world. Okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Um, okay. Don't. Nope. Dogs. Next I have, question. I, nope. I have something to say. I personally, I grew up with cats. I love cats and I love dogs. I think both are great. Now here's the thing. Dog people are really mean compared to cat people. Like anytime this question is asked, dog people are like, yep, dogs, cats suck. You know? They do. Yeah. No, they don't. But dog people act like that. And cat people always are like, yeah, they're both great. I just prefer cats. You know what I'm saying? Dog people are just more violent towards their hatred of cats than cat people are towards their preference That's of cats. That's because cat people just don't understand how clueless they are. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry. Uh, I mean, we love you. Jesus loves you. But, I mean, what do cats provide you? Love? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Okay, here's the thing, too. Cats, they clean themselves, they relax most of the time, so you don't have to bathe them, you don't have to clean up after them that much, really. They're just chill. Here's the thing, I dog sit a lot, 
dog sitting so much harder than cat sitting. That's because cats just go do their own thing and they only come to you like when they want to have you pet them. <laughs> what? It's like, no? hey, I'm going to come to you and you're going to I'm going to beg you. I'm going to actually I'm just going to use your leg and <laughs> use your leg to pet myself. <laughs> it's they're selfish animals. Dogs are there to serve you at every moment that you want. You call them, dog, come here. They come. But you can train a cat to do that. It's just most people don't train cats to do that. that. Well, because you haven't been around people who train their cats to do that. Yeah, that's because that's not a thing. It is a thing. Uh, Go ahead and train. That was a nice slide. Thanks. Uh, Go ahead and uh, train a cat, and maybe you could persuade me. Oh, I will. Also, it better be doing something that does, uh, that is worthwhile. Oh, my gosh. That's the thing with my family. Like, my my kids are like, oh, can we get this animal? Can we get this animal? It's like, well, it better do something, like, to uh, give to the family, like, produce the family. Like, cows. We eat, right? Yeah, Chickens, obvious answer. Eggs, dogs, they hunt. So, a cat, it only it hunts pleases itself. M- it hunts mice, or, uh, lizards, yeah. rats. All right, crunchy or creamy peanut butter? Count of three. One, two, three. Creamy. creamy. Okay, Obviously. easy. The peanuts stuck in the teeth. Yeah, it's not worth it. Also, I have this weird thing where if I eat like peanuts, I just like kind of choke on them. <laughs> I don't. What? Yeah. I, every time you eat peanuts, you choke on them? No. N- well, not like every time, but if if there's a plain option, like plain M&M's versus peanut M&M's, mm-hmm. peanut M&M's, I'm going to choke on a, a peanut in there. <laughs> Milky Way versus Snickers. Snickers ha- is like a Milky Way, basically, with peanuts. I know That's it's not exactly, so but. weird. I, kn- I Yeah. So if I'm, if I'm coughing, Monique's like, yeah. you have peanut M&M or something? Is oh, my gosh. But yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, okay. Last one, last hot take for today. Thoughts on Chipotle. <laughs> okay, yeah. This, Steve that's and an I, interesting one. Yeah, Steve and I uh, really disagree on this. Do you want to go first? Check this out. Who actually brought Chipotle? You did. Yes. Which is ironic because of my position on Chipotle. Yeah. And it's overrated. I would take Costa Vida nine out of ten times. Okay. Go win for sweet pork. Here's the thing with Chipotle. It is relatively cheap and it's relatively healthy for fast food. And it's two meals in one. Like if you get a bowl, you can have that again the next day. Like you only eat half, you know, when you're there. So you're really just paying six bucks for one meal and then six bucks for the other. And it tastes good enough to where it makes it worth it. It tastes good enough. Yeah. That's that's a high bar (laughs) you set there. I would say that the two meal thing is very relative. I had it today. I did. I did the bowl instead of the burrito, like we talked about last time. Um, I I feel I ate the whole thing. I don't feel like I am completely full. Like if I wanted, I could eat more. But uh, two meals for me, it doesn't happen. Mm, that's so, a good point. Yeah. But honestly, I really care about what you think with that opinion. So I need your advice. On Chipotle? On Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about today yeah. is caring about what people think. Um, that is called a transition. That's called a transition. The worst one I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> so just a little bit more irony there. Yesterday she asked if I wanted to go to Chipotle for lunch, and I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and and today I told her, hey, I have a meeting, uh, a lunch meeting that I'm going to at Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you, know. So I, I did bring Chipotle for you. So Yeah, he brought it back. So... Um, it was National Boss Day this week, so happy National Boss Day, Steve. There you go. 
Anyways. All right. So opinions, uh, like people's advice. Is that can you can you reword what we're talking about today? Yeah, we're talking about um, why do we care what people think? How do we not care what people think? Um, all things within this idea of um, putting value in the opinions of other people, specifically about yourself. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so here's, here's a question for you: Whose opinion do you value most aside from Jesus? Hmm. Whose opinion do I value most aside from Jesus? And doesn't you don't have to give a name, but you can give like a, a title or a category, like right. your friends, your family, your boss. Probably my close friends, which a lot of those people would be brought into that category. But probably my close friends, um, just because I'm around them the most. Uno reverse. What about you? <laughs> Uno reverse. Nice. Uh, for me, the people who whose opinion matters most in my life would be, um, well, I'd say my wife. Uh, again, shout out Monique. Yeah, shout yeah. out Monique. We love you. Um yeah, and just and and I'm sure it's for some of the same reasons that you say that you're your close friends is because I know that she's a godly person. I know her heart and and her intent. And uh, when she says something like, "Hey, why do you do that?" It's never to put me down. It's more to like help me process. You know, that's probably not the best thing to be doing, right. uh, no matter how silly that thing is. So, yeah, I would say her. Interesting, interesting point. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Um, it makes me wonder, like, why do we get so hurt when people have opinions about us, right? Like, it's easy when they're godly people to be like, okay, they love me. That's why they're calling me higher. But what about when it's not godly people? Like, what do we do? How do we not care about the negative things that they think about us? Yeah. Um, I think a, a big part of that is when when people who, who like, are not godly people are calling us out, it's rarely to call us up to something better. And it's, um, this is probably a generalization, but it's it's probably more likely to try to push you down so they can elevate themselves. It's like, hey, um, I don't want you being on the same level as me or, or having as much uh, influence as I do. So I'm going to try and push you down a little more and um, not make you look as good. Yeah, for sure. I agree with that. All right. So we're done? That's we're it. done? No. No. no um, absolutely not. We have got scripture to back this stuff up. And um, here's the, I mean, from Colossians chapter 2. This is one I, I was going to share. Uh, it's It says, since you have, this is Paul writing to the church in, in Colossae. Uh, since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why, as though you still belong to it, do you still submit to its rules? And so he's, he's basically saying, like, you, you're trying to live up to the standard of the world when you died to that standard. So who cares what the world thinks? Who cares if, if you only have so many followers or you have only so many friends or, or your, uh, your clothing doesn't live up to the standard of what, what everybody in your school says? We're not playing by those rules. We're actually playing a very different game and trying to bring those people into – our this game, maybe calling Christianity a game isn't the best thing to do, but uh, I think the analogy is kind of there. It's like we're we're playing different rules, different game. Uh, why would we all of a sudden start to to switch and and really look at ourselves in the in the reflection of a, a different game's rules? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good, and I think that we can even flip that with it. 
if we're valuing what the world values, we're not valuing what God values. And I think that the root of caring what people think is that you have more weight in the value of the world than you do in the value of God. Like you have more weight in caring about what the world, what these people are saying than what God says. And for me, as I was um, thinking about that, I was thinking about in 1 Samuel, King Saul was ruling over the people and he cared so much about what um, Israel thought about him. Like there's one point when David came back from beating Goliath and the people were singing, um, I, I forget the exact. You don't have this song memorized? No, I think I do. It's a Sing it. Saul, Put it to a tune. Saul killed the thousands, but David killed ten thousands. Yeah. 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 Mm. But they were basically saying that, yeah, Saul was good. And he, he killed a lot of people, but David, he really is like cool because he slayed Goliath and all of these people. And Saul got so jealous that he tried to kill David. And mm-hmm. it made me think about how... Like literally hurling spears across the dinner oh, yeah. table, right? Yeah, literally hurling spears. And it made me think when we put our value in what other people think, it only leads to outputs of the world, which is jealousy and pride and bitterness. But when we put our value in what God thinks, that's going to produce the character that God calls us to, which is, I mean, you could go through the fruits of the spirit um, or, or so many things that it matters about where we are putting our value and how much weight we're putting in what, like who thinks what, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so to continue in Colossians 2, this is going on to verse uh, 22. It says, these rules, uh, maybe I'll just start at 21. It says, uh, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These are the rules that, that were being made. Um, the earthly ones. It says, these rules, which have to do with things that are all destined to perish, like that will go away uh, with use, they're based merely on human commands and teachings. Such regulations, such rules, indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, uh, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in in restraining the sensual indulgence. So they lack uh, even though they appear to have wisdom, they appear to be something something that is good, they lack any sort of value. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just something to Im- that's something important to remember. Um, even though that that value of, I mean the easy one to pick on is that value of beauty, right? What other people think I am or how I compare to other people's beauty, that that comparison, it, it has zero value. Why are we why are we trying to live up to a standard that is, set by mere humans right well and to think about it in terms of like money so we have real money and then we have people who make counterfeit money and it looks the same but when you go to cash it in when you go to buy something one of them is fake right there's no actual value in it and i think it's the same thing with god's kingdom like when we start to put our identity and security in our value in god we don't want the counterfeit. We don't want something that's going to just come up empty and not actually produce anything. It's the same idea. Like if we, um, if we identify with what the world says with beauty or whatever you're struggling with caring what people think, maybe you think you're too annoying or too quiet or too loud, whatever it is, um, that's going to come up eventually as a counterfeit to what God offers, which is freedom, right? Like, the opposite, when I think of caring what people think, I think of you're bonded, you're scared, you're fearful. But when you care about what God thinks, you're walking in freedom, um, which is awesome and cool, yeah. and we should yes. do that. We should do that because walking in freedom is way better. It is. And that 
kind of leads me to my root problem that I think that comes up when thinking about um, walking in security in the Lord, and that's that if you don't know who you are, then anything and everything is going to influence that. And I don't mean who you are in the sense of like, I am so awesome and strong on my own. But if you don't know who God says you are Mm -hmm. in scripture, then you're going to get washed with whatever opinion someone has, whether that's beauty standards, uh, what sport you do, the achievements you have. You're going to get tossed with all of those opinions because you don't actually know what God says, which is the truth and is the freedom. Yeah, and the world is always going to try to tell you who you should be. Right, you should be. You should be a better athlete. You should be. Um, you should be better looking. I mean, I don't even know how how big of a market the the makeup scene is, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's massive. Yeah, huge. Right, and and so it, it and that's all about looking a certain way, and and it's uh, it's again using that that worldly standard when when God has said like no, I've made you to be who you are, and and going back to David like when he was. Um, when he was being uh, like called to, to be anointed by Samuel, and he's like, well, surely this, is, this isn't the one, right? This guy's tiny. He's, he's not kingly at all. And do you remember what he says? Nope. Oh, it's And okay. I just read that's, this too. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, it says God doesn't, God doesn't look oh, at the outward wait, appearance. Wait, you wait. knew this. I know it. God does not work at the outward appearance, but he looks at the inward appearance of the heart. Yeah, that's what that's what really matters. It's it's what is in your heart. So we can we can worry about our our uh, how we look, our our physical features, all we want, how how wonderful our hair is that day, or or whatnot. But that doesn't matter to God. And and really, as we as we are His creation, we should really just concern ourselves with the things that matter to Him. Mm-hmm. And well, I think about it like we do that in so many areas of our lives. We're like following Jesus and following God and caring what he thinks. But then when it comes to people's opinions of us, all of a sudden we're like, we're going to follow the world and just care Mm -hmm. too much about what they think. And it's interesting, like, why do we do that? And I think it's because we want to be accepted and liked. And it goes back to what you're saying in Colossians, where it's like, as Christians, a lot of the time, you're not going to be accepted and liked by the world because you're not part of this world. Like you're living in a a new life and Foothill students know we've been talking a lot about that in um, Ephesians and Galatians and the books we've been going through at youth Mm -hmm. group, um, which are all great books. But when you are living in Christ and you are valuing what God says above what culture or social media or even your, your friends or family say at times, sometimes that means you're not going to be accepted. Like sometimes that means that people are going to have opinions that hurt and mm-hmm. aren't like helpful to your life. But the reality is, is we have to be able to understand that just because someone has, has an opinion does not mean that it's true because what's true is what God says is true. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's a, it's a good thing. I love that Jesus actually points this out. He says, uh, if the world hates you, like, now, he doesn't say if. He says, the world is going to hate you. Okay, so just be ready for that. The world is going to hate you. Uh, so this is John 15. It says, um, the world the world hates you. Keep in mind, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. And if you belong to the world, guess what? It would love you. Okay, it would love you as one of its own. Um, as it is, you do not belong to the world. Those who are in Jesus Christ do not belong to the world. 
but you have chosen to be out of the world, and that is why the world hates you. So it's actually a, a promise. The world, if you're following Jesus, the world is going to look at you and be like, you're not like us. And, and typically as humans, what we do when someone's not like us, it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, really, not really with that, right? That's um, not my thing. So Jesus tells us this is going to be a thing that we deal with, and, but it's also a, a marker to be like, hey, I'm, I'm following Jesus well, right, at least in, in this area of my life. Um, so if the world is hating you, take it as a badge of honor, I guess. Yeah, so. I agree. Agreed. I agree with it also because Jesus said it. Yep, yeah. there you go. That's the ultimate authority. Um, one last verse that I want to leave us with that I – didn't look up ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So prepared. Galatians 1.10, that says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And I think that shows the stark contrast between when are, who are we trying to please? Like when people give us opinions and we care deeply about them and we react based on those opinions, are we trying to please God or are we trying to please man? Mm-hmm. And that's something that's really good for you guys to think about um, when it comes to people's opinions. And when y- if you're struggling with caring what people think, I would ask, my, ask yourself, ask myself, why do I care and whose opinion matters the most? Mm-hmm. So here's the question for it is, um, okay, so if we're not supposed to worry about what people think about us, why should I even try to do anything? Why should I, why should I do my hair in the morning? Why should I worry, like, should I, can I just not worry about how I ever look? Oh, or if I, I do see. worry about how I look, am I being worldly? Mm. Well, I think there's a difference between worrying about how you look, about how you act, versus just living in it. Like, it's normal to wake up and brush your hair, and that's okay, and that doesn't mean that you're consuming. We're talking to students. It's not always normal. You're right. It's not always normal, but it is good. We've been to camp with you guys. We know that you don't always wake up and brush your hair. (laughs) But it is good to brush your hair, brush your teeth, whatever it is. Please. Yeah, please do that. (laughs) Um, And I think there's a difference between, again, putting the weight thing, like how much weight does that hold? Like if I can't go a day without wearing makeup, let's say as a girl, then I would say that probably holds a lot of weight over you versus is it just something that's like, yeah, this is fun and I it's creative and I like to play around with it. Or we can go with fashion. Like um, Steve and our high school director sometimes make fun of me because they say I wear what? really baggy clothes. Um, and they say that I look like I'm poor from the 90s. <laughs> but the thing is, I like fashion. Like I like wearing what I like to wear. But you have to be able to know your heart. Like at, you have to know at what point is it that... I'm just doing this because I care what people think versus I'm doing this because I enjoy it and it's a fun hobby. Yeah. And and uh, just to clear our names, we only do that because we know that she's totally secure and, and yeah, fine, yeah. right? Uh, it's, all, it's all in fun and games. Um, but yeah, it's, I think that's, the, that's the, the breaking point, right? Uh, what's your motivation behind this? Are you doing it because it's something that you enjoy? Great. Are you doing it something because you feel pressure to live up to someone else's standard? That's where you got to draw the line, right? So it's where um, it's where it starts affecting your choices uh, versus you just doing it because you enjoy it. Okay, mm-hmm. and in, in Romans it talks about that. Um, like God, He says so. Roman one, Romans one twenty five. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than a creator, rather than the creator. 
And, and to translate it to this, I mean, beauty is from God, right? Uh, he, he is created. He's given this idea of what is, of the fact that there are things that are beautiful, but man has taken that created idea of beauty and it's put it up on a pedestal and said, this is what we must strive for. And, and again, we're just picking on beauty. We could throw a whole bunch of different things yeah. up there. Um, but, but we put it on that pedestal and say, this is what we are striving for. This is what we are worshiping. This is, what, this is the goal, right? And so we take the, the created thing and we make it, uh, we put it above the creator and what he says about us. So that's, mm-hmm. um, if you find yourself doing that, and, and might, it might take you asking some, some close friends, some close godly friends to say, like, hey, this is, uh, do I have a, an issue with this? Is this something that I need to work on? And, and just having those honest conversations about it. So I think those honest conversations are the ways that we're going we're gonna to move forward in our faith and, and release these pressures that we feel from the rest of the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think hitting on that point, too, of worship, you are always worshiping something or someone. And if it's not God, it's something else. And beauty, like you said, whatever, the opinions of others, um, however you struggle with that. Like you're always worshiping someone or something. And so I would ask myself and other people, what am I worshiping? Like what do you see in my heart and in my life that I'm worshiping? And asking yourself, and why? Why am I worshiping this thing? And I think you'll you'll discover that um, God is the only thing worth worshiping yep, and the only absolutely. thing that brings fulfillment and joy. Um, but sometimes it takes us asking ourselves why we do the things we do in order to figure out what we should actually be doing. There it is. There it is. Caring what people think. Um, I had fun hanging out today. Yes, absolutely. Uh, can't wait for the next one, guys. Yeah. We'll see you see later. See you later. Bye.